Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Tonight I've got Eric, and your last name is, just to say it again, it's Eri. Eri. And he's, he's from Kenya. So, to, so tonight's going to be a first. He's going to be speaking uh, first. He'll be sharing his testimony in English, and then he'll be sharing his testimony in Swahili. That's so right. and we'll, we'll, we'll have a small you know, break in between, so he'll actually end up being two shows, but it will be uh, an excellent opportunity, especially for uh, people that you know, speak, don't speak as good English. So, uh, anyway, we're glad to have you on tonight. And, Julie, it sounded like you got back on the phone. Yes, hello. All right. So, and, and just to let you know, Eric, that a lot of times we will mute. So if you come back to ask us a question and we don't answer it, it's because we have muted the phone just so we don't pick up any extra noise. But uh, if you're ready to start sharing your testimony, Eric, we're ready to start listening. Thank you very much, uh, Todd, for having me tonight. Uh, it's a privilege, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm honored, the old word. Uh, thank, uh, I thank the Lord for the privilege and the opportunity uh, to make my voice heard out there. Uh, to anyone listening to me tonight, I uh, just want to let you know that the Lord uh, says uh, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. As Toda said, my name's uh, Eric Mwaniki. Last name is Ireri. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, I was born in Nairobi, Kenya 39 years ago. And I'm uh, married uh, with three children. My wife, Risper. Uh, my three boys, uh, Levi Mwaniki, who is nine years old. Uh, I have twins who are seven, uh, six and a half. Uh, that is uh, Ethan and Nathan. And uh, we, we love the Lord as our personal Savior in our home. Uh, he's the Lord and the light uh, and, and the king of our family. And I, I'll just give a short testimony about my life, how I came to the Lord, and uh, my walk with the Lord uh, from the time I gave my life to him. I'll start by saying I was born in Nairobi, uh, in, in the Greti. And uh, it's one of, um, uh, one of those uh, places. It's not well... Uh, uh, it's not well established. It, it's kind of, I wouldn't call it a slum-like, but uh, uh, the life was kind of improvised in, in, in growing up. And um, I gave my life to Christ when I was eight-year-old boy. Uh, uh, that's when I gave my life to Jesus. My mom and my dad taught me to go to church. Uh, they, they, they were prayerful. Uh, but my dad was not born again at that time. But my mom was, and she, she instilled... Uh, the desire to know the Lord at, uh, as a tender age. And then uh, I grew up in the Anglican Church uh, of Kenya. Uh, and uh, one time I remember we were going for, uh, to have the overnight prayer meetings on Fridays. And so I kept telling my heart, I want to go to one of these meetings. I want to attend one of these meetings. Um, uh, my friend and I, I decided we are going to attend one of the Friday meetings. I remember my friend named Lemmy, 
uh, it's many years since we met, but um, we, we, we plan to go to one of those meetings. Uh, it was a Friday night. And so, but our plans for going for this meeting was actually not uh, as much as to hear the word, but we, we had gone there because we wanted to extend our play time together. Uh, uh, and so we, we went out uh, planning how we we're going to play the whole night nonstop, uh, playing in the church. And uh, so we, we went and we had games planned for the night. But as we, as the night, uh, as we walked to actually, we had to walk to church. It was a distance of like uh, 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 10 kilometers, which is like six, uh, six miles. Yeah, six miles. Let me you know in America we use miles. Uh, I keep going back to the kilometers we use in Kenya. So like we, we had to walk six miles to the church. So my dad came from work to Friday evening, uh, got ready. At around 8 p.m., he tells me, okay, we're going to church. And so we walked for the, uh, for the six miles, and we go back to the church, and uh, there was nice music playing that night, and everything was good. And my friend and I started jumping around and moving around. Uh, the, the night was young, because by 10, by, by 10, 10.30, we were already tired. There was no more games to play. And so we sat down and, and listened to the good music, and our minds were not even closer to, to, to listening to the Word of God. We, we, we wanted just to have a fun night out. And so as the Word went forth, um, they would break out into prayers, then we go back to singing, then the Word will come again. Somebody will give a word of testimony. Somebody else will stand up with a word of encouragement. And then the cycle will continue. And I remember at around 1 a.m. in the morning, after playing outside, running around with other kids, uh, we came back into the church, and then we went to the pulpit. Uh, then we hide under the pulpit. Now, uh, I'll explain how this pulpit is made. Um, it had a stepping uh, a place. And so we entered into the pulpit and we sat down there where we fell asleep. And so the preacher of the night uh, stood up, the main preacher of the night stood up and came to the pulpit and he preached the whole sermon. The whole time we were, we were sleeping in the pulpit. He, he didn't even notice that we were there. And so he preached the whole sermon and then um, I didn't hear nothing because I was asleep. The only thing that woke me up was actually my dad uh, uh, giving a testimony that he has given his life to Christ. And so at that point in that pulpit, as my dad was giving his testimony, uh, I gave my life to Jesus. And I said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. From today henceforth, I want you to be my Lord and the Savior of my life. And I didn't see nothing change because immediately after that prayer, my friend and I woke up again and we are chasing each other the whole night, the rest of the night. Now, the amazing thing that happened is when we were going to church that night, my dad was a smoker. Uh, he had bought a pack of cigarettes and he had lit two cigarettes before we go to the church. And then uh, he had kept the other pack uh, in his pocket. And so one thing that actually changed my life is that morning as we were taking a cup of tea going back home, I expected my dad to, to light a cigarette, but he did not. 
Then I asked him, where are your cigarettes? And my dad said that um, he gave them out in the church because he is given his life to Christ. And immediately I was overwhelmed by how powerful God is. Because I never thought my dad would ever stop smoking because he was a chain smoker. My dad would smoke like cigarettes after cigarettes. And now I see a man, previous night, he was smoking, and now he's not even talking about cigarettes. He said that he's done. Uh, that was a testimony of how God can do. And I say, if God can be able to change my dad from a smoker to a free person who is not smoking, then I, I believe this power of God is true. And uh, immediately as I walked home, my mind was wrapped around those words that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we may think or imagine according to the power that is constantly working in us. And so to cut, uh, to, to, you know, to give, uh, to make my, my, my story short, uh, that's my walk with God. That's how I gave my life to Jesus. And uh, immediately I started getting involved in the youth in the church. I started getting involved in my school. Uh, we had something we called the Scripture Union. I uh, was reading prayers in the morning, uh, doing some Bible study with other kids. I started evangelizing at that age, uh, telling other kids about Jesus. And I have seen the hand of the Lord working in my life and working through me uh, to reach out to many. And as I grew up, uh, I went on to high school, to college, and here I am. And I've continued to see the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord. Now, my testimony changes when I, I, I went to high school. Now, those people who know what I'm talking about, the Anglican Church, um, people never thought of uh, people being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I used to attend meetings uh, like when Bonky come to Kenya, other evangelists from uh, other renowned evangelists who come to Kenya, and I will envy how they are preaching the gospel with power and authority. And uh, I used to ask myself, what is missing in my life? And so when I was 13 years old, now in high school, in a boarding school, uh, I prayed and desired to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is the turning point in my life at the age of 13. Uh, this is five years that I've given my life to Jesus. Uh, one night, we are, I'm praying the, I was praying the whole night. I, I had formed the habit, actually, of praying uh, on Fridays. I will, after, after prep, uh, after reading, after studies, at night around 9 p.m., uh, everybody else will go to, the, to, to sleep in the dormitory. Then I will wake up. Then I will go to a place and I will start praying. Then I was joined by my three friends. And all of those three friends of mine today, they are pastors in Kenya. And uh, God is using them mightily. And we'll, we'll go to a room and we'll pray the whole night. Now, it's one of those nights I, I, I came out and told the Lord, I'm not leaving this room tonight until I'm filled with your Holy Spirit. I was so hungry for the Spirit of the Lord. I was so hungry for God. I was so hungry for, 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 for my Savior. And uh, we prayed and I prayed the whole night. And coming to the hours of the morning, I was tired, I was sleepy, and I knew I had a, a long day. 
but as I fell into a trance, I, I, I can't call it sleep, I wasn't asleep, but all of a sudden, the power of the Lord came to that room. And we were all filled with the Holy Spirit, my friends. We started speaking in tongues. We never spoke in tongues before. Uh, my friends started prophesying. And uh, uh, the Lord moved powerfully in my life at the age of 13. And I knew I was called to reach out to these nations with the word of the Lord. The word that came to my heart that night is the book of Jeremiah. That have I not raised you up? Have I not called you to be a prophet to the nations? And uh, that word has carried me to this day. And my testimony has been filled with God working. And it's all about God. Uh, I've come to a point in my life, it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. Uh, all things that I do, I do for the glory of God. Everything that I pursue, I do it for the glory and honor of my Savior. I cannot repay him enough for what he has done for me. I've seen the Lord saving my family, my brothers and sisters. I've seen the Lord saving my neighbors. I've seen the Lord delivering uh, uh, my cousins. Uh, you know, I've seen the Lord doing greater things, uh, healing the sick, uh, 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 doing miracles and signs and wonders in my life and, 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 and following the ministry that he gave me. And so I'm a living testimony that God not only saves, but God keeps and sustained, and he is able to give us to the Lord as a bride to Christ on that day as fully and complete for the glory of his name. Uh, I can talk of many things the Lord has done in my life, uh, but let me, let me just pause there and speak to my audience tonight. That the Lord is the same. The same God who saved me 30 years ago is the same God today, yesterday. is going to be the same God tomorrow. He hasn't changed. And I want to tell my listeners tonight, whatever you are listening, whether in Africa, whether in Europe, whether here in, in America, that God is able to save you. God is able to deal with you. It is not the good that you do. It is not of, 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 of what we try to do that can save us. The Bible says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And, and it's only by the mercies of God that we are saved. It's only by the grace of God that we are saved. And so my heart always goes out there to sing the amazing grace that the Lord still saves even today. God has not stopped saving because that is the purpose why he sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die on the cross. The basic of all gospel, the basic of all preaching is back to that place that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And I, and, and, and I can preach many things, but we have to go back to that basic point that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He himself said that in the book of Luke 10, uh, Luke 3.10, that I did not come uh, to look for the righteous, Neither did I come to look for them that are well, but I came to look and save those who are lost. So Todd, uh, that is my testimony in a nutshell. And uh, God bless you for giving me this opportunity to share uh, briefly my testimony with the world. I can, I, I can go on and talk about the things I've seen the Lord do. Uh, but the goal of all this 
Is that to let you know that I'm a person like you? Uh, I'm a human like you. Uh, is that what I've merited for me? Uh, it's not something that I've worked for. It's all a gift from God. This is simply the gift from God. You know, God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For he did not come to judge. He did not come to condemn. But he came to the world to be its savior. And so America today, whether you are listening to me, God loves you. And God still is able to save you. If only you come and tell him, Lord, Father, I have sinned. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Because that's all that takes. God is looking for a broken and a contrite heart. We'll come and tell the Lord that by myself I cannot do it. I cannot make it by myself. But by you, Lord, by the grace, by the sacrifice that was made on Calvary, my life can be transformed and changed. So thank you. I know as, uh, as we continue in this broadcasting, uh, I'll be able to tell you more, more testimonies of places I have been, what the Lord has done through me, uh, what I have witnessed the Lord do, so that you can be encouraged and to let you know that He is the same. He's still seated on the throne. God has not changed. God is the same, the same powerful, the same loving God, the same merciful God that loves us so much that he wants the death of his son Jesus Christ on the cross to still count today for you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 59 that come let us reason together. Even if your sins are red as blood, even if your sins are red as crimson, the Lord is going to cleanse you and make you white as snow. So it is not of what you have done. You cannot make yourself better. A sick person can never make themselves better. They have to go to the doctor. And so a sinner can never make themselves better. They have to come to Jesus for the saving grace. Thank you very much, God, and, and God bless you. God bless you, your ministry, and may he continue lifting you up. Thank you for hey, allowing me to do Now, Eric, Eric, uh, you know, right before we started, you were telling my wife about how, he, how God is sending missionaries here to America. And uh, so I want you to share a little bit about that. And then I also want you to, to give us uh, an email or some way to be able to contact you or whatever. So that way, if any listeners want to get a hold of you, and then after that, we will... Uh, you, you know, let you say a prayer, um, you know, over the audience, and then we will cut and we will start the Swahili. Thank you. Uh, as I was sharing with your wife, um, America is a blessed nation. It's a blessed nation. Um, America has done a lot to the world today. America is a great country. They give wholeheartedly and uh, when you look at the history of this nation, it's a country that has given itself to God. Now, even one, one of the things is this nation was built uh, in, one, in, 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 in one God we trust, under God, a, a, a nation under God. And, and, but 
in recent years, this country has kind of backslided. It has gone back. And uh, many people think this nation is going down. But the Lord has not forgotten this nation. God is causing something that has never been seen before. He's calling people, as I was sharing with your wife, that me coming to America was actually a door that opened. I didn't want to come. But um, in one of the prayer meetings, I used to pray and ask the Lord to open doors for me, uh, to come over to this land and just preach the gospel and go back. But I didn't know that the plans of God were for me to come in this land and, and establish a place, a home, and, and be able to reach every day to this country. And I'm not talking about only I. I'm talking about many people that the Lord has called back to this nation. God is bringing missionaries from other nations and is pouring back to this country because of what they have given out to the other nations. Um, when a nation is in need, this country comes out strongly. They give their wealth. They give their time. They give their money. They give their finances. They give their prayer. And God has not forgotten this nation. And I'm here to remind the country of America that the Lord will surely come. And the Lord will save this nation again. This nation will rise up. And this nation will praise God again. And it will be made great in that one thing that it is known for doing, that seeking the Lord and putting God first. And I believe we are in that season. I know friends of mine I've met here, people have come from, uh, from South America, people have come from Asia, people have come from Africa, and they have come with one message. They have come to repay back what God used this country to do in those countries. And so... I just want to encourage my listeners that it is not all lost. This nation will turn around, and God will raise up men and women of faith to reach out to this nation and bring it back to where it's supposed to be, in the presence Amen. of the most holy God. And, I, and I'm convinced in my heart, every time I pray for this country, I'm convinced in my spirit that the Lord is about to do something God is going to shake this nation. I'm, I may be prophesying right now to you guys that God is changing this nation. God is going to surprise this nation. Uh, many people are thinking economically-wise it's going down. Uh, Morally-wise, this country is going down. But God is building up his name. God is building up an army again, an army of righteous people, an army of men that are going to say sin is sin, and we're not going to indulge ourselves into sin. Men like Daniel, men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that are going to say, we are not going to bow down to the images of gold. We are not going to bow down to the images of evil, but we'll call evil evil, and we'll call what is wrong wrong, and we will stand with the word of the Lord that is true, that God is able to do great things again for this nation. So I believe that Many people are being called back to this country to bring the good news and to bring the message of salvation. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Lord. Eric, I have one thing that I wanted to say that came to me while you were talking. And I've noticed that you mentioned um, in Kenya and uh, in here that three of you men would pray all night Friday. And 
when Todd and I went to Uganda, Africa, that is one thing that really stuck with me. When we flew in there um, to have a crusade and a mission, they were serious. There were intercessors that locked themselves in the house and prayed and fasted from the minute we landed to two weeks later when we left. They did not stop. And what um, the Lord was putting on my heart when you go to pray, that the same zeal that you and tenacity that you and your friends prayed with, that we need to stop playing church here and we need that same tenacity. We need that, that hunger and that seriousness. This is not a game. That's correct. And, uh, um, so that's what came to me was the same thing that you, you, uh, you men were praying. We need that ability to focus in again. Yeah, you know, um, God has given men an ability to pray. Uh, look in the book of Genesis. The Bible uh, says that God created man in his image. And after creating man in his mm. image, the Bible says he gave, he gave them the power to rule. Now, God is not going to change that. God, God does not change. And so God has given us the power to pray. God has called us to prayer. And unless we fast and hunger for God, then we cannot be able to convince ourselves and say we are praying. And it's still something that happens in Africa. Uh, people pray. People get into meetings and they pray the whole night. Uh, here, in, here in Dallas, in our church, once every month, we have a prayer meeting that starts at 9 and ends up in the morning. We pray the whole night. We pray seeking the Lord to bring a revival. We pray seeking the Lord to, to intervene. And, 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 and God is calling us to prayer. Now, when you look at the life of Jesus, he spent more time praying than doing anything. And I will challenge Whoever is listening to me tonight, that if at all there is something Jesus did, the disciples did not come asking Jesus, may you teach us how to preach? They never came asking Jesus, may you teach us how, 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 how to perform miracles? No. The only thing that is recorded in the scripture, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, the disciples came and asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Why? Because they looked at the life of Christ. They saw that he was spending more time in prayer. And when he came out, it took him a second to heal a sick person. And so they were like, if it takes only a second to heal a man who has been in the pool for 38 years, and then he spent the whole night praying, and this thing is doing behind our back. This thing that Jesus is doing all night is more important. And so they ask Jesus to teach them how to pray. And I believe America today needs that awakening, that we need to go back into prayer. The church needs to go back into prayer. Men praying, men going back into prayer, covering themselves in prayer and seeking God. You know, 
I don't want to say I was ashamed, but I was talking to a few people the other day, and I asked them, they're, they're Christians, they've been Christians for like 20 years, and I say, hey, uh, you know, in our church, you, you are praying for a whole month, you are praying and fasting for a whole month, and they say, a whole month? Yeah, we say, we're praying for, we prayed for 21 days, and they were like, we've never involved ourselves in praying and fasting, and, and I think that is one thing that is lacking in this nation. People have not given themselves to prayer. And I will challenge to my listeners, start activating a time in your life and start praying. And the more you spend in the presence of God, then you will start seeing results that you have never imagined. Because God, when we spend time in his presence, he usually shows up when we walk out for the glory of his name. Thank you. Well, I have to say, Eric, the first time after I, I uh, prayed and fasted for 40 days, that's when he brought me my wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, prayer fasting works. It does. So, okay, would you go ahead and just pray over the audience and then what will, oh, and, and I want you, do you have an email or how do they get a hold of you? Sure, they can get me a uh, hold of me on my email. My email address is uh, E, as in elephant, uh, then M, as in Mary, W, as in win, A, as in apple, L, as in Nancy, I, as in India, K, as in king, I, as in India, number two, at Gmail. Dot com e moniki2 at gmail.com okay and uh, go ahead and, and what we'll do is, is I'll let you say a prayer over over the audience here and then we'll we'll wrap this up and we will start the next one in Swahili okay let's pray to my listeners whoever you're listening I want to pray for you I believe God's hand is upon your life. If you are there, you have not given your life to Jesus and you're listening to me, God can save you. If you are there, you're sick in your body, God can heal you. If you are there, you are trusting God for something, God is able to do exceedingly above all that you may think or imagine. And so put your trust not in me. Put your trust not in the preacher. But I'm just here like a signboard. I'm pointing you to Jesus. He's the one that does miracles. He's the one that heals. He's the one that saves. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, tonight I come before you. I want to thank you for your faithfulness. I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you, Lord, for your hand of mercy and grace. Right now, Lord, I pray for my listeners. May you stretch forth your mighty hand of healing. May you stretch your mighty hand, dear Lord, of restoration. God, may you lift them up in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. May you cover them, dear Lord, with your presence. May you minister to them for the glory and honor of your name alone. Receive all praise. Receive all glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
and believe. Amen. Well, amen. All right. Well, I think that's going to be a wrap for this one tonight. 